You're listening to the Antos Podcast, where we explore the nature of stories in the pursuit of being in truth. I'm Vod. And I'm Mac. And our sentience depends on you. Now cue the intro music. And I am the one who betrayed him, for I now know that he must never be allowed to complete his quest. I write this record now, pounding it into a metal slab because I am afraid. Afraid for myself, yes, I admit, to being human. If Alindy does return from the Well of Ascension, I am certain that my death will be one of his first objectives. He is not an evil man, but he is a ruthless one. That is, I think, a product of what he has been through. Chapter 5 and 6. 5 and 6. Okay, so... Whew. Good, good epigraphs, good epigraphs. Um, why can't he complete his quest? <laughs> but So, the city here is very scared because of the siege. I mean, they should be. Like, I personally, when I think about this moment, I go, how can you even, like, pretend to have a normal life with, like, the army, like, knocking right outside? Like, it's, it's crazy. But, I mean, I guess, you know, we, we could look into maybe, like, we could look at World War II for that, right? Like... You look at the British during all the bombings and stuff. They were like, it's a normal day because they just had to. You know, it's you funny. Had to deal with it. I know why you're bringing that up. It's because of Project Hail Mary, which we we're going to talk about at some point. <sighs> Definitely. We're going to talk about Project Hail Mary. You, you made me read that book. And I, I literally, I remember messaging you at like three in the morning because you were working nights. And I was like, dude, I work tomorrow, but I can't put this dang thing down. So look forward to that. Our first non-Cosmere thing is probably going to be Project Hail Mary. But anyway, yes, I was thinking the same thing so here we go right we have the um we have the squad they're scared out of their mind and vin's questioning like she's thinking to herself am i a noble woman because she's it seems like she's just having a crisis of character imposter syndrome right now because she goes my dad was my you know my dad was nobility you know uh we we can think back to her outburst on the crew about how they were all just you know they were basically noblemen they were half-blooded but they were living like noblemen and she says the same thing she's like you know I technically, I guess I am a noble woman because I I'm mean, a half blood. The king asked me to marry him. Yeah, yeah. Ellen loves me. He's the he's the legit king, right? Yeah. So like, she's having this like crisis of character right now, and Kelsier's business is not going to help that. So she's going through. She stops at a shop where that's selling ball gowns, and she's like tempted to want to go in there. She she's like she misses it. You know, I kind of mentioned in the last episode we did. She wears perfume for Ellen and gets annoyed when he doesn't recognize it. She misses it. She misses that life they had. And I kind of like, I'm wondering, did she miss the idea of being a noble woman, you know, in the sense that she just was loved how like beautiful it was? Or does she have like the nostalgia for like just a simpler time? Because in her life, you know, you know, I'm not trying to downgrade what she did. What she did was very important, but. Her part in the crew there, she kind of like it, it felt like a vacation at times for her. She had a job to do, but it was way better than the life she had before that. And things were a lot simpler then. Thro- overthrowing the Lord Ruler was a lot simpler than what's going on now. Indeed. So she she notices though, she looks in like the reflection in the glass, she notices she's being followed by a man. And this time it's not Osur. It's not. She's being followed by someone that she eventually refers to as a priest of the church of the survivor. Oh God. It, Kelsier's 
it's a religion. It's it's a it is a religion. A full on religion, and he calls her the heir. He lady call, heir. La- the calls her the lady heir. Yeah, and the crowd keeps following her and following her. And it gets bigger and bigger. And Vince like, I just want to run. I just want to run. But she's like, All right, I can't. I just I have to turn around and face this. And she does. And the people are like, What do we do now? What do we do now? You know, Kel- you know, Kelsier didn't leave a doctrine for them, right? So she's like, What do we do now? What do we do now? And she's like, I'm not Kelsier. What do you mean? I can't answer these questions. He goes, No, you're better. Kelsier, you know, it was a part of Kelsier's plan. He passed on to them. You know, he passed on into the mist. You're the heir. He left you. You survived this time. What do we do? And yeah, she's already having a like this conflict of character. And now these people like refer to her as like, I guess the best way I could, you know, connect these would be she's like a saint. She's a living saint to the for the for this religion. And oh, man, you know, someone asked her to touch their baby. She does. And she's like, all right, I'm, I'm out of this. I'm over this because they say something. They say, um. Lady Air, what do you plan on doing? The priest of the survivor, they keep telling us that, you know, that army can't attack while you're here. They're telling us that you you will single-handedly repel that army. And she's like, okay, that's too much. Yep. I gotta, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> um, so she jumps off and she runs and we realize that she's going to go get a dog. And she wants the biggest, meanest, the roughest wolfhound she can get. She pays for it, knocks it out, brings it back and goes, Oh, sir, welcome to your new body. And, dude, that's a slap in the face. Well, he's not. Well, he says it's a slap in the face. She goes, "You're a conjurer. You can do. You can do basically anything." And he goes, "Like this is like below me. You're gonna have to like force me to do this. You have she to goes, compel me with the contract." And she does. All right, I order you. I command you to take this form, and he does. And he explains it's gonna take him a while because you know the fur. He can't mimic the fur. He has to use the actual fur from the animal and things like that. And so, she's like, "We'll get on to it." And, you know, we see her just being mean again. Like. But, you know, th- in this case, where Sir is also not uh, the most agreeable, you know, individual. You can see Dude, he's. No, man. Like, having his. He's, I know. Hashtag or Sir has done nothing wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> like, but he's not. He's also. You could see, like, perhaps this relationship. Uh, it's tense. It's it's uh wasn't helped by him. Let's say that. Yeah, he did. He didn't turn the other cheek because because um, Vin gets a package. Yeah, Vin gets a package that he did not tell her about, which she was super excited for. It, it's a letter from a, na- a man named Tarion. I think it's Tarion. Tarion, mm-hmm. and apparently he he's known. He's famous for creating different alloys uh, of uh, alimantic metals for Mistings and Mistborn. And he's like, hey, this one you know is a really cool alloy. It's called Duralamin, you know, try it out. And we learned that Vin, ever since she learned about aluminum, every alimentic metal has an alloy pairing. And so she's trying to find out whatever this alloy pairing for aluminum is because it's a new metal. It's something they don't know does. And and I think she mentions a little bit like, oh, you know, I think in front of Ellen, she mentions, you know, I'm going to try this one out. And and everyone's kind of, he's kind of nervous about it. And he just goes... You know, what if there doesn't exist another metal? And she goes, no, one, we know that every metal has a pairing. But two, what if the Steel Ministry's just been keeping this from us? Yeah, she goes, she ends up saying, well, admittedly, I we only know that they have pairings because of other people. But you know what? They already hid one metal, so why were they? Why would they not hide another one? Yeah. So we get, I jumped a little bit ahead there, but like Ellen is having a crisis of a character, you know, a crisis conflict here with his own character because he thinks that he needs to be Kelsier. He thinks that's what this like that's what the country needs, that's what the crew needs, that's what everyone needs right now. 
And he even he even points out, he goes, Van, I think that's what you need, too. Well, admittedly, that's because of his interaction with Doxon, who came back from the terrace, uh, yeah. terrace and has been basically running the kingdom as like kind of like a secretary, you know, like one well, like a secretary Do- of state. Doxon do what Doxon do. Indeed. And it, they seem like they kind of reluctantly work with each other, which admittedly, that's what, kind of what the relationship was in the first book. And his point is, is like, they wish I, they wish Kelsey was still here. Yeah, they they put up with me, but they would they would trade me for Kelsey in a heartbeat. And he even and, goes, Vin, would you do that? And she's like, okay, you know, no. But he says, like, he's like, he's like, they would do it. The ska would do it. The people at Parliament would do it. You the, know, the noblemen yeah. would do it. So why yeah. wouldn't? So why wouldn't you? And the funny thing, we find out that Kelsey was thirty eight years old when he died. Oh, mm-hmm. A lot older than I pictured with how he, like, moved, how spry he was. So he was, like, like 30 years older, than, or 20 years older than Ben, roughly. Like, 21, 22, yeah. Yeah, about 20, 20. So, and, and dude, Ellen is 22 years old at this yeah, point. And dude, Ellen even brings that up, dude. He doesn't hold back in this moment. He's having a rough time at it. He's just like, why didn't you love Kelsier? Like, I don't believe, like, he, like, straight up goes, like, I don't really believe you. Like, he's not mad. He's just, like, he's really down on himself. And he's like, he goes... You you love Kelsier. And Vin goes, No, okay, yes, but like not like that. He's too old. And like <laughs> He's like, 38's not that old. But then she she more points out something that we pointed out when in the first book too, that Kelsier was very ruthless. Like he, yeah. he could be known as very caring, very this and that, but he was also he would kill people just because they were in the final empire. Yeah. I loved him as a friend and I loved him as a teacher, but I couldn't love him any more than that because of because she ultimately says because he was a bad man. He was he didn't say bad man, but I'm, he had some some that's qualities. what that's what she meant because he's he points out those negative qualities, he goes, That's why I couldn't. And then she she immediately goes, And Ellen, you're a good man. There, fair enough. Okay, yes. Contrast there. Yes. I mean, yeah. So but yeah, anyway, after that moment, She's like, I'm going to test out this metal. She calls Hammond. Ham's like, you know, she calls Hammond because Ham's going to carry her if it makes her sick because she's supposedly tested four metals up to this point. And the last one made her sick for two days. Yeah, and so we're seeing now. She's trying out all these different alloys, and she burns this metal. She gets a reserve, and nothing happens. And Ham goes, well, that means we have the right alloy because it would have knocked you on your butt already. We just need to figure out what this thing does. And, uh, that is the end of chapter five. So going into chapter six, they were actually they usually they were leaving the Van was going to spar with Ham, and then we get to chapter six, and this is when they're starting this. Oh spar. yeah, I'm sorry, but yeah, yeah. yeah so they they go to spar, and 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 Vin's like, "Come on, Ellen, you're coming with us because you're being a little, you're being too down on yourself. Come chill." And so they go, they go all hang out, and Vin goes to spar with Ham, and Ellen's still like, we just get another one of his point of views, right? He feels stressed and anxious about everything, like he keeps thinking. Um, what he could possibly do more. And the bad part about it is he always comes to the same conclusion. I can just write that address. That's all I can do. That's all he feels like he can do. He doesn't feel like there's anything else he can be doing. So we see Clubs for the first time. We learn that Clubs is the general of Ellen's army. We saw that hinted at in the first book at the very end when Kelsey was just like, Clubs, go storm the palace. And Clubs is like, on it. And we're just like, where did that come from? And he's obviously way more realistic than Ham is because he says, I'm not confident in these people. I, I, oh, yeah. He straight up says, we're going to lose. He's like, oh, we're, like he goes, if, if he attacks, we're not going to hold. Oh, not even close. Yeah. yeah. And so that's bad. But, <laughs> but, you know, Clubs is a pretty realistic dude. He bets, he goes to, he goes to Hollywood. He's just like, I bet Ven wins. 
and Ellen's like, you're going to make me bet against my own, my own girl. And he goes, do it. You won't. <laughs> and then and Ellen, you won't. <laughs> uh, and then Ellen does it. Um, and then Spook comes back. Dude, Spook. And Spook, like... He's more of a man now. What? What? What is it? What is it? It's oh, oh, I'm too, I'm too dated. But it's just like that, like him in high school. Yeah, <laughs> it's a moment. But a little edgy. Yeah, he he's back. He's a he's 16 years old now, but it talks about how he grew into a man's body, right? He's like over six feet tall. He's relatively built out, and we learned from Ellen, he's like an invaluable spy. He's gotten really good at his job. Indeed. And so Spook's back. Spook bets bets on Vin too, and. They're just kind of, and Spook reveals some really bad information. Something I thought about mentioning, because I was thinking this, but I was like, I wonder if they're going to mention it. You know, they have outspokenly tried to tell people that they did not find the ATM. And that's a good thing, because originally I thought, why would you keep, wouldn't you want to keep that a secret? No, because they don't have the ability to repel attacks. So they want to say like, we don't have it. We legit don't have it. Don't come here. And someone is spreading rumors that they do have it. And that might be why Straff's come knocking. Straff, and but it's also like causing other people to start looking at Luthadel's like, oh boy. So they're they want putting that a target on their back. Yeah, they want that ATM. And so, and that's the thing, that's the scary part about it, right? Because if they had the ATM, Luthadel would be the strongest dominance. Because like what army, what soldier would fight for these other people when they could get paid like that? And I mean, that's how the Lord Ruler maintained the garrisons before. Yeah. So that isn't good. Um, Venon, Ham you know, duel it out, and Vin is just once again shows to be a tier above. Even with just pewter, she's able to best Ham. It shows how, you know, gifted Ham is as a fighter, because this is, again, another fight scene. It's kind of hard to, you know, describe it as other than, you know, a good fight scene, but it shows, like, Ham does get the upper hand on, on her a bit, but, like, she's able to use her pewter now to where she takes advantage of her speed. And the, and the important thing here that he he points out is that he says pewter is meant to enhance strength. It isn't like he mentions, he goes, it isn't like Pharaoh can be with Sazed. When Pharaoh, when Sazed uses strength or stores strength and then uses it, his muscles physically grow to match his strength, right? He physically changes. With Alamancy, it just enhances your current strength. Here he goes, I should be a lot stronger than Vin. And I am, but Vin is way too strong for her size. Well, I think he does mention something though. He does say like you 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 would think that like the size of a person would matter. So he would say like, you know, I'm a big guy, I'm a strong I'm a strong guy naturally without using even pewter. You would think that would I like pewter would make me super strong, but he said it's not it doesn't actually work that way. That like that works the way with ferrochemy cuz you could store it and you, you you do get bigger. It adds on to your strength, but alamancy just gives you extra strength. Um, and so like me and Vin should be kind of like in a similar role, you know, when it comes to all of this, cause like, no, it's I, not... don't, I don't actually think that's what he's saying. I think, I think it was cause no. that was a point with, 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 he mentions, he mentions, he goes, maybe we have been looking at Alamancy wrong all along, but he does mention that Vin is shows some sort of specific like strength when it comes to pewter, because that, that's why he's saying like, like, I'm not automatically, like, way stronger than her when I use my pewter just because I'm a bigger person. That's the way it works with ferrochemy. But when it comes to pewter, with when, when you're doing it, we pull it from the metal itself. So she's pulling the okay, same yeah, yeah. Me- same strength I am, it, but... It should be based on the purity of the metal, not... Right, but she but she is clearly doing something more. 
you know, and that was kind of one of his points that she's special. Yeah, she's doing something more. And you know what? Our listeners should also be doing something more. Something more at, other than listening. Oh, but sharing would be also amazing. Sharing would be awesome. And putting on down a rating, that also helps us out really well. We appreciate the people who have stuck around with us so far. Yes, thank you so much. So, yeah. We we get to see, you know, it's like once again, if I could put put a counter up, you know, if this wasn't just audio only, I could put a counter up on your screen. It would be Vin special question mark four, five, <laughs> Indeed. six. But yeah, so we get that moment. The fight is over and Vin and Ellen go back in. And up to this point, Ellen's been kind of hounding on Vin being like, eh, 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 no pun intended. Um <laughs> Ellen's been kind of hounding on Vin a bit, saying, like, Vin, you know, I think you're treating Orsur a little harshly for what he's done. And he kind of coaxes out of her, like, why are you mad? And we, you know, she does eventually reveal he ate, you know, he ate Kelsier. That's why she's mad. Yeah. She, like, uh, it's like, even though it's kind of like logic's leaving at this moment, she understands. Ellie even points out, you know, you know, Kelsier was already dead and... He did it on Kelsier's own orders. Right. And she just basically says it creeps her out. That's yeah. it. It, it, it creeps she, her out. Which, she misses Kel- She's still grieving. Even a year later, that's what this is, right? She's still grieving. And, I mean, and fair enough. I mean, I think it, this is something that would have creeped her out from the beginning because, like, she was already creeped out by Miss Race. But, you know, they come in and they... Yeah, they see they see Orsur now, which is now in the Hound's body. And he's like, he's like, you know... Sorry this took so long, you know. I, I, I should have warned you. And Vin's like, well, you did warn me, you big dumb idiots. Wait, and... that, 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 you know, the fur was going to take a little extra. Yeah. And then Nolan's like, holy crap, attacking dog. Yeah, the dog can talk. And he's like, yes, I can talk now. Yeah, but... <laughs> I just had to rechange my vocal cords. Yeah, <laughs> and that makes some sense. So we're, yeah. seeing, you know, we're seeing some skill with the Chondra. And I think that's the end of chapter that, that is the end and i think one thing is they have this big revelation and which is like ellen's like that's so freaking smart you know no one's gonna expect the dog to be the spy and, and vin's like i thought about that but you know if i thought about that i'm sure other people sure. have thought about that in the past yeah it, but, but maybe not though because we saw how like you know we saw how how Orsir was like literally like this is a smack in the face and even afterwards vin goes what do you think of the body and he just straight up goes like you know, this is absolutely disrespectful to me. And Vin's like, whoa, you're being a little straightforward. Like, I think she struck a nerve well, and with Orsur. And not just that, but like, if he's saying that, and that must mean the Condra are not asked to do this very often. I mean, or it's implied. I mean, we're not, he's, he, they're not particularly cagey right now with revealing information. So you would have to say that he's probably, whatever he says is going to be accurate. So Wh- whatever this contract is, they follow the contract. Right. And so I'm sure they got, they get to, they have to do like some, so many things that they probably would prefer not to do. And for him to be looking at it, he's like, you're really weird for asking me to do this. He might, it must not be a common thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, we're seeing some of the things that Condra are able to do. First off, we have that the Condra were able to, he, he had the broken body and they said he had to create muscles in order to keep the body working, um, up until, you know, he got his new body and it would look, it looked so malformed. There was just no way he was going to be able to continue to use it. And in this case, he's saying, I basically created vocal cords so I could talk as a dog. So they have some free freedom to be able to do some of some of these things. So Condra clearly super duper valuable in their ability to be able to pull this off. And yeah, you know, there's there's obviously something extra that comes in with being able to um, 
pull off uh stuff as a dog as opposed to being a spy as a person um yeah so there's duralumin right so duralumin is like this alimantic metal that uh, or some alloy that is super duper interesting because she burned it and then nothing happened but pam points out it is correct so whatever the heck this is we have a, yet another metal up to this point that we haven't learned about that's supposed to do something special which if we have to remember that uh, alimantic metals they have to be a specific alloy to work properly and if they're really really wrong they can make you very very sick uh that was something we revealed in the first book so yeah well, we can leave that topic to rest for now because it's just so barely mentioned here but i think another big thing you wanted to talk about a little bit was the, the church of the survivor and i kind of pointed to that in the last episode like did kelsier really mean for it to go this far because i think his original thought was just like hey i need to get these people to rise up and fight not completely found a new religion yeah these are the consequences of his uh, of his actions which makes a lot of sense we again we get the really superstitious ska that we talked about earlier um, we talked about like how Sazed was like, hey, you know, these guys are kind of superstitious. They have a whole bunch of, a bunch of things going on. And now we're seeing like they're actually like putting a foundation in place of to worship Kelsier, essentially. And they see Vin as, you know, the person who's going to take up the mantle because she survived the Lord Ruler. That was the whole point. And yeah. And this next couple of episodes, we're going to see what exactly is their survival plan going forward and how they're going to deal with it. Hey everyone, Vod here. Please rate our podcast and follow us for regular episodes Monday through Friday. If you enjoy listening, consider subscribing. We are a very small project, so please support us with likes and comments. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ontos. That's patreon.com slash O-N-T-O-S. Thanks again, and remember, our sentience depends on you.